0: Hey everyone i've been looking forward to having this conversation with jonathan for quite some time now and this is because i think 2021 is going to be better than 2020 i don't think that is a stretch for anyone uh, i think i actually think we're going to probably see a gdp print for 2021 that is something we haven't seen in a long time call it 4 5% for the country i have faith and belief that the consumer is going to just unleash themselves for being essentially locked down for nine, 10, 12 months. And uh, generally speaking, that's going to be good for the country. Uh, We're going to see real unemployment go down instead of people rolling off unemployment like they are today. So Jonathan, what's an investor to do to get ready for what I think is going to be some exciting and uh, different times in 2021.
1: Well, listen, I think we do have to just make the caveat that this is contingent on these vaccines that seem to be promising. Very true. Really working uh, and, and people taking them, right. And I think there's <laughs> That's a lot a good of good point. Look, we had, we had a whole like anti-vaccine thing before coronavirus that was going on. And we also have the conspiracy theorists out there who think that, you know, the vaccines are going to contain microchips to control your <laughs> you know, For- consumption of potato chips or whatever it is. Uh, you know, yeah. and so there, there is, I was hearing yesterday that it's going to take, uh, about eighty percent vaccination rate to really, you know, kick coronaviruses but once and for good.
0: Okay. So hopefully
1: we can get there, and it looks like they're all going to require two doses. Yep. So, I saw
0: that
1: too. So people are going to have to get vaccinated and go back a month later and get vaccinated again to make sure that they really get covered. So assuming all that happens, this is not going to happen until probably the halfway point in the year. True. Um, so, but I do think. I agree with you. If we get to the point where uh, where we really do have effective vaccines, people are, are getting vaccinated. We're not having weird side effects that people haven't foreseen from them. It's, it's all going forward. I think there will be a huge collective sigh of relief and people will run out and start spending money again. Mm-hmm. So to get ready for that, there are uh, you know, so let me sort of break this down into a couple of different buckets as to what I think. I I think that you know, as much as I've been waiting for correction in the multifamily space, I think that if that scenario plays out, it will postpone the correction for some time, because I think I think that what will happen. There's been a lot of money waiting on the sidelines. There's also been a lot of deals that have not come to market, right? The deal volume has dropped off the table yeah. in multifamily because so many sellers have been holding off. Who want to sell? Who want you know? Who want to capture their gains? Uh, but they've been holding off because of the uncertainty in the market right now, and they don't think that they can uh, they can get the pricing they want. Also, you know what's happening with the lenders is the lenders are really looking at you know they used to look at at uh, you know T three or T six. To determine your um, whether they're going to lend to you. Now they're looking at a T one. They're looking very, very uh, stringently at your collections and your bad debt. And they're really uh, there's just a lot of stuff that isn't financeable because yeah. um, you know because the collections have been screwy because of coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of sellers are holding their properties off the market. to waiting for better times when things are more financeable and what's going to happen if we, I think come say June of next year, if we are seeing the real effects of uh, vaccinations and it's working and people are going back to normal life again, I think you're going to see a lot of property coming to the market. It actually could have a little depressing effect on prices, which would be good. Mm -hmm. Um, A little moderation just with the amount of supply coming on. Sure. Uh, And uh, but I think there's, it's going to be full steam ahead for a while. It's going to power the market forward. So I, I don't think we're going to get a lot of relief from, from cap rates. Uh, so for the standard kind of multifamily, I think, look, if you're committed to investing, it's, it's really still the same news. Like look for, we're still going to be peak pricing, which means you're on a knife's edge in terms of uh, your, your prospects for the deal. You've got to be very careful You've gotta really diligence the hell out of the deals. You've gotta really look at them from the downside safety perspective. Don't be thinking about getting rich, thinking about capital preservation. Uh, All of those things that we've talked about before, I think are still gonna hold. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, I think there may be some very interesting opportunities and there's gonna be a very short window for this, but in certain markets like New York City, like Las Vegas, like Orlando, places that are heavily dependent on tourism mm-hmm. in particular and travel and business travel and conventions and all those kinds of things. There are going to be property owners who are not going to make it to June. Right? Correct. They are not going to make it to June, even though they know the good times are coming and they're going to be trying to hold out. There are just going to be people who are throwing in the towel because they can't pay for this out of pocket. anymore. yeah, they're just done. Yeah. And uh, they just may not be able to afford it or they may be getting foreclosed on mm-hmm. or what have you. Right. So uh, those are, there are going to be some opportunities to buy right before the return to normal mm-hmm. at, at, at good pricing. I think particularly for smaller assets, I think it's going to be harder to find those deals for bigger assets because the connected inside players are going to be able to snap those things up like directly from the banks. Like the, the, the special services are going to call them up directly and say here.
0: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be two phone calls and that, that asset will be gone.
1: Yeah. But for the smaller stuff, Mm -hmm. you may be able to, to find some good opportunities, but here's the caveat to this. This is all very speculative. It's all assuming that this is all going to work. So you have to be prepared for, uh, for the pain of coronavirus to continue for another year. I'd say, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. because don't, don't go all in. Oh, for sure. On yeah. this, on, on some assets, because, you know, Jonathan Twombly and Mike Zuber said, uh, you know, go, go buy stuff. For what, sure. Like you, we're, we're talking about like really like the best case scenario here of, of where coronavirus, where the vaccines sure. work, right. But it may not turn out that way. Right. So there's always that, like, and obviously the best opportunities come when there's distress out there and distress happens when there's uncertainty and you can't see the future and, and most people are afraid to act. And there's a reason for that because it may continue. Right. So if you, if you start seeing these bargains come up, I want you to just like, yeah, jump if you have the opportunity, but also don't be rosy about your predictions about where this is going to go. You may have to endure some pain for a while before, you know, when it comes back, I mean, boy, you're going to be happy that you bought it, Yeah. but there's going to be, there may be, you know, six months to a year before that for where sure. you're going, ah, oh, I, this, I, this was a bad deal. I wish I hadn't bought this thing. So, so just be ready for that. Make sure you've got cash reserved, mm-hmm. you know, that you're building into your model, you know, like be prepared for the worst, but, but forge ahead with those bargains if you, if you can find them.
0: It's, it's interesting you brought up a couple of things in that kind of review. And, and I've actually just started telling people this as well. Again, I'm single family or residential. Is I do expect supply to pick up. right? You talked about people holding on and not pricing stuff because of, of collections and financing. In the residential space, for me, it's the move up buyers. And it's funny you brought up Orlando. I just did research on Orlando. We'll, we'll talk about Orlando first. One of the things that real estate agents in Orlando are talking about is one of their business or one of their consistent trends is: Hey, people from the north, they move to Florida when they're sixty-five. They buy a house because it's they can it's cheaper, right? Three hundred grand is their average price today. They live in it for twenty years, and then as they get to their eighties, they generally sell that house and move into assisted living or elder care or whatever that word is. That market dried up in twenty twenty. They're staying longer. Right. What used to be a consistent flow of opportunities isn't happening. So, what they're anticipating is will that unlock in 2021 and we'll have more folks, or do they stay frozen again? And, and it's not until 2022. So, that unlocking of for me in my market, it's the move up buyer. Right. Right. The move up buyer has a job. They've been there 10 years. Instead of moving up, which they usually do, they're going to Home Depot and Lowe's and buying paint. They're like, hey, we're going to paint the kids' rooms. Um, so does the move up buyer in Fresno, California return? I think they do. Does elder care change in 2021? I don't know. The story's been pretty bad about, you know, coronavirus is going nuts inside yeah. nursing homes. So I, you know, I don't know. It's,
1: I mean, this it's, is it's, the thing. I, this is a, I'm glad you brought up this point because, you know, the, the factor here that we're, nobody can really predict yet is even when, let's just say a vaccine comes out, it's, it, it's, it's effective. It's people take it and there's no side effects. Let's just, yeah. let's just say it's like the rosy we, picture. <laughs> we get some miracle drugs. And, and it sounds like, I mean, some of the stuff that, that they're doing is sounds pretty incredible, right? I mean, this has been a some big scientific breakthroughs that have happened as a result of coronavirus. So, uh, so let's say that happens. We still can't account for the residual fear yeah, exactly. And the change of habits, right, that have happened, right? Now, I don't, for, for people who, you now there's some people who are like, coronavirus is a hoax, and they're going out and they're like, they're still living their life the way they were. Okay, those people put them aside. For other people, there is some uh, opposite extreme to those yeah. people who are going to s- still not trust yeah. anything. They're not going to trust going to restaurants. They're not going to trust going to nursing homes, like exactly. you said, you know. And so what is the, what is the long-term effect of that? Right. Yep. What, what, you know, how long does it take us to really get back to normal where people just go, you know, where a hundred percent of the people are yeah. back to normal just as opposed to, yep. as opposed to like 65% of the population.
0: Yep.
1: So I think that there is, I mean, I was even thinking about this myself, like, you know, I'm not eager to jump on a plane right now with like a bunch of people who, you know, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what their habits are like. Yeah. And 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 uh you know, even if after there's a even after there's a vaccine and I'm assuming that once there's a vaccine that the airlines are basically going to make you pr- provide proof I that you've been vaccinated so. to get on the plane, even if that's the case, right? Like am I really going to be that eager to jump on a plane I've gotten used to not traveling? Like you know, yeah. Wh- I agree. Like why do I want to do that? Like I don't f- feel like it or you know, so I think it's going to take a while for uh, for us to really get back to hundred percent normal, even with effective vaccines that are, you know, widely available.
0: Yeah. I think this is the big thing I'm thinking about is the change of behavior. Cause again, I've been following consumer for 20 years. It's a big part of the channel. And for me, you know, what does that for me, it's the move up buyer. It really fell off a cliff in my market, right? We're still having first time home buyers. That market is dominant and probably the hottest I've ever seen. Right. You have people moving to Fresno; they're leaving San Francisco. You have the millennials, which we've talked about a couple of times. First-time buyer, never, never hotter. It's the night; it's the people that have been in their home ten to twelve years that traditionally trade up. That's just not happening.
1: Well, we've t- we talked about that last time too, didn't we? Because yeah, it's bit. it's that's the market has been gummed up for a while, actually, because mm-hmm. people are 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 fi- finding it. They get into the starter home but then they can't move up because it's so expensive. Right. And also just so difficult. It's not just, I think, I think the expense is only part of it. I think there's also that like that the market has changed so that it used to not be that hard to like sell your house and buy a new house and do a double closing. And like people did it now. Now it's like, well, I could sell my house quickly, but I might not be able to find something to live in. I'll be homeless. Yeah. Even if I can afford it. And what am I going to do? Do I have to then go rent for, six months and then I've got to move two times. And then, then if I find a place, you know, six months into my year lease, I find a place now the landlord still wants me to pay the rest of the year's lease. You know, they won't let me break the lease. Like there's all this friction involved in, in moving up that didn't used to exist. And uh, you know, that's been gumming up the works. And I think that this is, it's still an issue with coronavirus. And now you've, you've pointed to some additional factors like people not moving on to assisted living or to retirement communities because yeah. like, well, I don't want to be around a bunch of other old people who might be make, make me sick. Yeah. Right. So uh, whereas before they're like, oh, I want to be around other old people. Like yes. me. Now, now it's like, oh, the old people are like, you know, like, ah, so, yeah. So it's crazy. Well, this is a lot of
0: fun. I always enjoy speaking with you every week. Uh, I want to say thank you. And again, uh, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Yep. Looking forward to it as always, Michael. So right. have Take a great care. week.
0: You yep. too, man.